Welcome to episode 29 of the High School Huddle podcast presented by the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. I am William Wilkerson. You can find me on Twitter at Wilkerson underscore FWST. And I am Brian Gossett, the high school sports reporter here. You can find me on Twitter at Gossett41. Going to do a little catch up uh, as we highlight the past week in the softball and baseball playoffs. And we'll do a little return trip to the soccer state tournament with a couple teams winning state. Brian, let's begin with our pitchers and hitters of the week uh, from baseball and softball. Uh, that included uh, someone from Joshua throwing a perfect game. Yeah, Matt Haley, senior pitcher for the Joshua Owls, signed on to play at uh, University of New Mexico next year. Yeah, perfect game against Mosquito Petit in uh, game one of their three-game by-district series. You know, faced a minimum 21 batters, struck out 13, only took them 80 pitches and 60 of them for, for strikes. And he actually recorded a strikeout in each inning uh, that included striking out the side in the sixth inning. And actually at one point, he had struck out five consecutive batters. Wow. You know, uh, hitter of the week was Wyatt Eric- Erickson. I don't know if you've seen a video on Twitter, but it's uh, gained some good traction. He's over at J.J. Pierce. I believe he's a sophomore, but uh, don't quote me on that. Uh, it was a crazy game, game one. I, I, I've never seen a comeback like that. Uh, Pierce was down, or they actually scored 13 runs in the bottom of the seventh against South Grand Prairie to take game one. Uh, Wyatt actually had a three-run triple to, you know, earlier in the inning, and then he capped it off with a three-run home run, walk-off style, for uh, Pierce, you know, entering the, the inning. They were down 14-2. to two. And uh, they end up winning 15 to 14, and ultimately winning the entire series um, in three games over SGP. Um, and then softball side, we have Savannah De Roche, last year's 5A state MVP uh, from Forney, Kansas commit. Uh, kind of a surprise there in the the series with Texas High. Thought maybe Forney was going to sweep them, but Texas High gave them all they could to could handle. 41 in three games, Savannah 20, uh, 21 innings, 31 strikeouts. And then hitter of the week, Caden Brown over at Keller, LSU commit. Two home runs, seven RBIs in game one against South Grand Prairie. So who are some of the other top performers from this past week? Yeah, on the baseball front, uh, in terms of the uh, pitchers of the week, some honorable mentions. We have uh, Zach Hudspeed from Arlington Martin. Uh, came up big against Weatherford in game two. To force a game three, uh, complete game, 10 strikeouts. Devin Jennings from Benbrook, um, they beat Ranchview in game two, only took them five innings, but Jennings complete game, uh, no hitter, 11 strikeouts, and uh, was a walk shy of a perfect game for himself. Uh, Tony Roby from Lake Ridge, uh, former player of the week, uh, going to Texas State. Also a big time game two performance to uh, force a game three with Lake Highlands. Some hitters of the week, Cooper Allen from Brock, 4-for-4, four four, four, three RBIs. Uh, Nate Price had a big game two against Southwest. Uh, but uh, make sure you go and check out dfwvarsity.com to uh, check out the list there for baseball and softball. Yeah, make sure um, everybody listening uh, to uh, to vote. Brian, can you tell um, our, our listeners when um, and how and where they can vote? Yeah, dfwvarsity.com uh, usually comes out. Uh, Monday morning, try and set either either one, softball or baseball, at around 7 a.m. and then the other at 8 a.m. Usually take about 24 hours, and then uh, I announce the winners 
uh, the following morning. Yeah, and you can also uh, check them out um, on uh, Brian's uh, Twitter handle um, as well as dfwvarsity.com. Uh, he tweets those links out as well. Uh, let's dive into some state soccer, and then we'll get back to softball and baseball playoffs. Have a lot to talk about um, in regard to, in regards to both of those sports. But uh, first, Brian, state soccer tournament concluded um, on April 20th in Georgetown. We had nine teams from DFW making the trip, with four of them uh, bringing back state titles. Uh, South Lake Carroll, Flower Mound, Highland Park, and Stephenville uh, were all uh, winners. Uh, we'll start with the Legacy Girls, though, uh, as the Broncos made history by, go- by going to their first ever state tournament. Yeah, first ever for Mansfield ISD, too. Uh, in girls soccer, uh, they took on Drip- Dripping Springs in the semifinal, and it was four to zero. Legacy, Bridget Murray and Viviana Garcia with first half goals. Uh, Broncos added two in the second half with uh, Andrea Garcia and Ashley Perez. Then they had to face the powerhouse Highland Park, uh, coming in with with uh, six state titles in twelve previous appearances. This was their thirteenth appearance. Uh, really a good game in the first half, scoreless, but Highland Park scored there late. Maya Davison and Megan O'Neill uh, with goals in the second half. Maya actually ended up being the uh, 5A state title game MVP. So Highland Park winning another state title. It's their seventh in girls soccer, which actually sets a UIL record for either girls or boys. And uh, for Legacy, you know, it's just an incredible season. I don't know if a lot of people... Uh, could imagine them going that far and going to the state title game, but um, just hopefully it's a good stepping stone to the next couple years for some of the underclassmen. Uh, you know, Tatum Krieger, go, goalkeeper, she's going to go on to Sam Houston State and play. Got another couple girls going on, so hopefully they left their mark. And uh, Zach Hollick, the head coach, uh, I believe just their second year as Legacy's head coach, uh, could not be more proud of his girls, and uh, this is what he had to say about the uh, historic season for the Legacy Broncos. At the beginning of the year, again, we talked about them leaving a legacy, um, kind of playing into our, our name of our school and setting a path for teams behind them. And they have. They wanted to beat that regional curse, and then they wanted to go on and, and continue that. And I think they've laid a great path for teams to follow up on. And now we'll talk about the South Lake Carroll girls. Uh, Brian, the Dragons, you know, they have been a powerhouse for quite some time in this particular sport, um, like many others uh, that they play um, over in South Lake, but they could really never get over the hump in, in recent years until now, uh, as Carroll reached the tournament for the first time since 2013 and won a title for the first time since 2008. Yeah, they uh, had a little rematch there in the semifinal against uh, Austin Lake Travis. Beat them earlier in the year, 5-0, to zero. Uh, so they faced off in the semis. Lake Travis, you know, uh, played good defense, could you know, trying to stretch out the game as long as possible, but Carroll was just too good. Uh, ended up winning 2-0. to zero. Maddie Drenowitz, Sydney Nobles uh, with the goals there. And then Katie Tompkins in the final, you know, top drawer soccer had them ranked number one in the nation. They came in 27-0. and 0. I think Carroll was fourth or fifth. But uh, they, they scored quickly um, with a goal in the nine-minute mark and then another in 13 minutes. And, and 19 minutes and just put that one away uh, real early. 5-0 to zero was the final score. Actually tied for most goals in the largest classification for uh, UIL girls soccer. Maddie Drenowatch was the was voted MVP after she had a hat trick, three goals, which also ties uh, for the largest classification. Taylor Tufts 
added a goal. Sydney Nobles had another, and then Madison Martin in the net, uh, posting her 17th career shutout. Excuse me, 17th shutout of the season. Uh, senior finishes with 60 shutouts for her career, which is uh, the most in program history. And so, uh, like I mentioned, Manny Drenowatch, who is signed to play at uh, the University of Rochester College, uh, voted the MVP, and uh, you know she's a senior. You talked about Coach Matt Coven uh, just bringing a state title back for him because he was he's been the coach there for 21 years and it's been you know 11 seasons since they last won. So uh, Maddie had a lot to say about winning this uh, state title for him and for the program. We do everything for each other and we do it for our coaches because as much as we want it and as badly as we want it, they're in this every year. We're only here for four years and Colvin's been here since 2001. And he's only won it once, and the fact that we were able to give him another title really means the world to me. So we had Taylor, Madison, Maddie, and Kendall Gilpin uh, all making the 6A state all-tournament team. Uh, moving on to the boys, the 5A and 6A title games uh, be, really became missing classics. We had El Paso Bel, Bel Air taking down two-time defending state champion Frisco Wakeland. And then in 6A, we had Flower Mound beating San Antonio Lee in penalty kicks. Yeah, uh, Wakeland there, you know, powerhouse. I think it's their fifth trip to the state tournament last six years, trying for a three-peat, which hasn't been done in uh, over two decades. And uh, El Paso, I think it was the first time trip uh, to the soccer state tournament. Then BM 2-1 to one, uh, held off there late with about three seconds left. Wakeland had a uh, last you know effort uh, free kick for about 25 yards that went wide. And so uh, congrats to Bel Air to, for winning that. And then Flower Mound, another – Another team that uh, I don't I don't know if a lot of people could see them winning state, but um, they did it. You know, it was scoreless through regulation, through overtime, and then they won in penalty kicks. Uh, I believe the final was uh, four to one. Their goalkeeper, just a sophomore, Landon Leach, uh, he was voted 6A state title game MVP. Uh, I believe he was also all state. And so congrats to Flower Mound, their, their first uh, state title in program history. And uh, Flower Mound and South Lake Carroll girls were on uh, Channel 8 High School Sports Special last, the last two weeks. Just uh, So congratulations to both, both teams. Now jumping into the postseason uh, with baseball and softball, uh, we're going to start with baseball. And Brian, you wrote an inspiring story uh, this week on Arlington Heights senior first baseman Brennan Best. You can find this story on our website at dfwvarsity.com. Uh, Brian, can you tell us a little bit about uh, Brennan's story and his journey uh, back to the baseball diamond? Yeah, uh, Brennan uh, playing baseball since he was little and in the sixth grade. Uh, you know, he's 11 or 12 years old and they find a staph infection in his hip joint that spread to his arms and legs and uh, you know not not many 12 year olds you know go through as much surgeries as he did to to remove that and uh, you know doctors said he was going to be in a wheelchair till he was 20 um, and you know I think for three years there oh, excuse me for three months there he was on crutches and then was had to learn how to walk again um, and eventually just it was too much, too much pain for him. So him and his parents decided for a hip replacement uh, later on down down the road when he was a sophomore in high school at Heights, and so he got it. And now he, you know, he beat out three other guys this uh, this preseason just to get the starting job at first base. And now he's, 
you know, he's leading, I think he's leading the team in uh, batting average, um, or he's near the top, nearly 400, you know, he's team leaders in, in doubles and in total hits. So just a, a great story for him because I know he, you know, he, he loves to play baseball. And so uh, when he got the news that he, he could play again, you know, he, he broke down, his parents, you know, cried, everyone cried because they didn't think he was ever going to play again. So talked to uh, Brennan there last week about uh, his journey back and uh, this is what he had to say about coming back and helping Heights, uh, you know, continue their season in the playoffs. Yeah, that was my first thought, no doubt. Like, I I didn't want to play anymore. I, I couldn't believe my baseball career was over at, as a sophomore, but, I mean, I powered through it. I mean, I tried to stay positive through everything, and um, it turned out perfectly, so... So everybody, make sure to go and check out uh, Brian's story on Brennan Best. It really was a remarkable and emotional read. Um, so a young man who found out at 12 years old that he might be wheelchair-bound um, into his 20s, um, but he fought that. Uh, he said that that wasn't going to be his journey, and uh, now he's helping Arlington Heights uh, continue on into the playoffs. Um, I believe he had a, a, a really big hit in game two of their uh, by-district series. I think he hit a, a single or a double that drove in two runs. Yeah, drove in two runs. Uh, they, they were uh, down 1-0 early on in the game, but uh, got a two-run double that put Heights up 2-1, to one, and I, I believe it was eventual game-winning hit, and so they ended up winning game two, uh, I think 5-3 to three against Granbury. Yeah, and I, I feel lazy whenever I get home, get home. I just want to sit on the couch. Um, reading this story kind of makes you want to get off your butt and, and go do something. Um, so, um, you know, kudos to Brennan. Uh, we are rooting for you, uh, you know, this season and, and through, throughout uh, the, the rest of your baseball uh, journey and afterwards. Um, you can catch Arlington Heights at Brewer High School um, starting on Thursday as they take on Lake Dallas in the area round. Here are a few of the other teams, who, uh, you know, that won by district titles. Um, that are still playing, um, you know, this week, and there are a couple that are actually uh, playing at Globe Life Park. Yeah, Salt Lake Carroll defending 6A champs. Uh, they swept Cop Hell in by district, and now they're going to be playing at uh, Globe Life Park uh, starting on Friday um, against JJ Pierce. Uh, then we got a couple. We have a double header on Thursday actually with Lake Ridge and Hebron starting at 4:30. Um, and then the nightcap, 7.30, is Colleyville Heritage and Burleson. Uh, would be fun to see that Colleyville game, obviously with the the two former, uh, you know, Rangers kids with Bobby Witt Jr., who's already homered uh, in that ballpark uh, during last summer's, you know, his his run of greatness, I guess. Um, and then that that's actually a one-gamer, so that if you're going to pick a game to go to, that's, that's definitely the one, see if – Burleson can maybe pull the upset or, or Colleyville can continue on. Um, so, again, that's 4.30 and 7.30 uh, on Thursday night over at uh, Globe Life Park. And then a couple of others. Martin beat Weatherford in three games. Ben Brooks swept Ranchview for its first by-district championship. Uh, congratulations to them. Mansfield knocked off district champion Duncanville. And then Azel walked it off in game three over district champion Denton. Yeah, a couple other ones. LD Bell moving on. Uh, shout out to producer Steve Wilson Elis Trinity is also moving on Flower Mound, uh, Marcus, Hebron Brolson Centennial, Legacy uh, Kennedale, just some others and again catch all the scores and schedules on dfwvarsity.com gotta give a shout out to uh, our colleague Darren Lauber for coming up with all that 
Oh, yes, without question. Uh, we could not uh, do what we do without Darren. Uh, he, he's a big help around here. So, uh, Darren, if you're listening, we love you. Um, as for softball, Brian, we are really getting down to the nitty-gritty here, reaching the midway point of the playoffs with this week's uh, regional quarterfinal round. And then the District of Doom is still wrecking havoc, aren't they? Yeah, 5-6-A, uh, probably the toughest district in the state. Uh, you have Keller, who's just – uh, you know, they won state titles in 16 and 17. They've been to the regional final four straight years. Taking on Salt Lake Carroll, the four seed out of that district, already beating two district champs um, in Flower Mound and Mansfield. And then uh, you also have Eaton, just their third year uh, playing varsity softball, but uh, only two losses on the season. I think 20, 29 and 2. Only two losses coming to Keller. Uh, and they're taking on Geyer, who really. Uh, had the hot bat in their three-game series win against Lakeridge. So uh, it's a shame that uh, two of these teams are going to be, you know, done with their season. But uh, again, if if you're going to, if you're looking for some good competition, good softball, uh, these are two of the very, very best to go to this week. Okay, so we, you know, we mentioned the District of Doom, but who are some of the other area teams that are still alive? Yeah, Azo uh, taking down Arlington Heights. You know, Heights was trying to go back to state uh, when they made history last year, but Azo was able to sweep them. Uh, a, a very good series, I think, is uh, Boswell and the Colony, uh, both moving on. They'll be playing a doubleheader on Friday uh, over at Argyle. I mean, they Boswell got a, a walk-off in the ninth inning, game two. Harley Russell, uh, who was also part of that, you know, honorable mention for player of the week. The Colony's got some great talent. You know, they won state in 17. Carly Charles, Iowa State, you know, they got the number one uh, 2020 kid uh, in Jada Coleman, who's uh, committed to Oklahoma. J.C. Hamlin committed to Texas Texas Tech. So uh, really a lot of talent uh, between these two squads. Uh, and I, I, I expect it to go to three games, all close games. Again, another shout-out to Steve. Ulysses uh, Trinity girls uh, softball making history. Uh, they played a one-gamer against Motwood. Piper Hatkins coming up with a big game-winning RBI double in the top of the seventh. First time to the regional quarterfinals in program history. Uh, another couple district champs facing off in the third round, Joshua and Forney. Little Elms back, uh, Brock, um, and there's a whole bunch of others, again, uh, going. Check out that all that for uh, schedules and scores. And, and going back real quick uh, to the District of Doom, Keller, South Lake Carroll, uh, they're planning for a three-game series. And then uh, Eaton and Guy was a three-game series to start, but they, they were forced to change it to a one-gamer Friday 7 at Eaton High School. So go make sure you go out to Eaton and check that game out. But uh, before we kind of wrap up here, just want to mention another softball team moving on, Alito Lady Cats. Uh, they took down El Paso East Lake uh, in three games, 5-3 to three in game three Saturday over at Cleburne High School. Uh, and so this is a team that, you know, trying to get back to the glory days. They they went to three straight state tournaments in 13, 14, and 15, uh, won state titles back-to-back there. Um, and so they've, they've traveled a lot. Uh, game one and game two, they had to go to East Lake, play a doubleheader. Almost got swept uh, in game two. They were down three to one uh, in the bottom of the seventh. But freshman Macy Graff, you know, if you're going to, choose to hit your first career home run in high school uh, no better to tie the game up two run shot to tie it up three to three 
and then they went back-to-back Heidi Fisher Sr. with a walk-off just to force game three. So uh, congrats to Alito for moving on. Uh, got to talk to one of their seniors, Jesse Kubosh, uh, second baseman. Uh, she came up with a big two-run triple early on against Eastlake in game three, and uh, this is what ha- she had to say about continuing the season and continuing her career. I mean, it takes everybody, so I just wanted to help my team as much as I could, so it's exciting. It's really exciting. I want to see how far we can go because I think we can make it a state, so let's see it. As we wrap up, Brian, what else are you working on? Yeah, Monday uh, I went over and watched some TAPS playoffs for a Canada Fellowship Academy, uh, looking to do a story on them. They are into the uh, regional round for for TAPS, uh, a team that they usually make the playoffs. Uh, unfortunately, in 2018, last season, they they took a really uh, rough, bumpy start there. They only won one game all year long, and then they turned it around. They got a new coach, Jeff Jackson, um, and they ended up winning their district, and then they won that playoff game on Monday, and now they're in the second round. I believe uh, they are traveling to Abilene to play uh, Lubbock Christian, I think. And so uh, look out for that story. Uh, after Monday's game, talk to Jeff for a little bit about this turnaround and just seeing the girls' uh, confidence back after what happened last season. I like the opportunity because this school had a somewhat of a pretty solid softball history back in the early 10s. Okay. And, um, just took a rough patch. Last there. year, I guess their coach up and left right at the beginning of the season, and the whole, the whole season was shot. And I knew they had athletes, um, always have a good basketball and volleyball program. And, um, I thought, if they got athletes, we can teach them to play softball. And then uh, some other stories to look out for. You know, track and field state is coming up in Austin on Friday and Saturday. So look for a list of just uh, DFW kids uh, participating in track. Also at golf, girls golf state uh, is next Monday and Tuesday. And then the boys are the following Monday and Tuesday. And then, of course, we're still in spring football. Uh, doesn't kind of feel like spring with all the rain we're getting. But uh, spring football's there. Been out to Arlington, Holtum, and most recently Weatherford. Checking out uh, one of the top 2020 kids. Actually, the number one pro-style quarterback in the state in Ken Seals, who's a Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt commit. So um, look out for some... Some more of that, and then, of course, spring football means there's going to be some some games coming up. Uh, I'll come up with a list, schedules of of games around the area. And a quick note here, just did a story on Nikki Newton, who's an Arlington uh, police officer. Uh, She had surgery to remove a brain tumor last Friday in Houston. Uh, Surgery went well, but she's still down there uh, with the recovery process. So continue prayers for for Nikki, for sure. Yes, without question, Nikki, we are all rooting for you. Um, you also mentioned track, uh, state track and field uh, championships. Uh, Brian actually just caught up with uh, Olympic gold medalist, um, world champion, former All-American at Baylor, um, and Arlington Lamar alum Jeremy Warner uh, this uh, this week to talk about the uh, track and field sensation um, Matthew Bowling, who is a senior at Houston Strake Jesuit. Uh, Bowling, if you might recall, just uh, set the all-time 100-meter uh, high school uh, record with a 9.98. Um, it was win-aided all conditions, but the 9.98 stands. Um, we have that story up on our uh, website, dfwvarsity.com, right now. Uh, so please go check that out to uh, see what this uh, former 
um, you know, a gold uh, Olympic gold medalist has to say about, you know, a, a potential future Olympic gold medalist. Uh, he had some pretty insightful things to say. Um, and then I'll, I'm just going to leave this uh, here. Um, just a, a quick shout out to uh, Fort Worth Nolan Catholic uh, running back Mecca Megua. Um, Nolan Catholic is one of the schools that Brian will probably be uh, seeing here in the next uh, couple of weeks with spring football. Uh, he's a 2022 prospect, a running back. Um, he just picked up an offer from Texas. He also has offers from Arkansas, Baylor, Florida, Houston, Illinois, LSU, Nebraska, and Texas Tech. Uh, this, and that's just after his freshman season. He'll be a sophomore next year. Uh, he accounted for 642 yards and five touchdowns on 101 carries. Uh, has a 28-inch uh, vertical and was clocked in the shuttle at a 4.63. Um, just know that that's fast and that this guy can jump really, really high, much faster and much higher than I could ever dream of. So um, that's, a, that's a name to, uh, to look out for, um, Emeka Megwa. He's a uh, 2022 running back for Nolan Catholic. And another shout-out for Nolan, uh, Richard Silva, an All-Stater linebacker, uh, I believe he's 2020, uh, just got his first offer from East Central, and I'm sure uh, more will come as the season comes along. So shout-out to both both uh, kids from Nolan Catholic. Yes, and if you have not seen Richard play, just turn on the highlight film. This dude is a is a beast. So like Brian mentioned, I, I don't think that's the last offer that this kid's going to get. Uh, so kudos uh, to Richard for that one. Um, thank you again for uh, you know joining us for a few mem- uh, moments here. Um, check out uh, more stories on uh, dfwvarsity.com. Um, again, uh, you know, prayers out to Nikki Newton um, as uh, she kind of uh, hopes to get over this uh, little hurdle that she's um, that she's gotten her way right now. But I'm, I'm sure she will surpass, and we hope to see you here next week. Thank you very much.